0: the good news is finally here friends listen to me this is serious business what the world needs today is jesus the bible says in john three sixteen that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life Hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set Your Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we're with Lamb, Lion, Ministry. We thank you for being part of today's program. We have a great program prepared to you today as we talk about the glory of God, looking at the book of Ezekiel and the amazing Millennium Temple. So we want you to stay tuned. And if you have a Bible, get it ready so you can follow along with us. Those of you following us on social media... We'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this passage that we're going to study where we we see that you will tabernacle with us here on earth. You're going to reside here, your victory, Lord, uh, we're excited about that. We pray it will come very soon. Lord, bless this uh, recording for your name's honor and glory, and we thank you, Lord, for all those who are tuned in. In your precious and wonderful name. Amen.
0: Amen. And again, you're tuned into our truth to set you free. Bible prophecy edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, our topic is that of the glory of the Lord as we look at the book of Ezekiel. And of course, before I continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, a great time of the week is approaching.
1: Yes, yes, it's uh, Hump Day for our recording, so yes, that could be a great day.
0: <laughs> Actually, I should have said it's a great, a great event in the months approaching for individuals that are uh, are following along, Nathan. And there's a great holiday coming up.
1: Yes, uh, if, if you're probably like, what is Vic and Nathan talking about? Well, uh, we're recording this ahead of time because Thanksgiving's next week, so. <laughs> By the time you hear this, Thanksgiving will be over, but uh, Vic has all sorts of grandchildren heading his way, so we're getting a little ahead, and for all of you tuned in, uh, we just want you to know how thankful we are that you've been on this journey through Ezekiel with us, and for those who've been with the truth, we'll set you free even longer. Uh, Praise the Lord. We just thank you so much for for studying and and growing with us as we study God's Word.
0: Yes, Nathan, and it's so true. We have so much to be thankful for, and uh, so many of our listeners that— send us uh, emails sometimes and feedback uh, how much they appreciate the and that blesses us as, as, as well because we're thankful for them tuning in right absolutely
1: yeah i mean it's a journey and we're all on it together and we're all learning and growing and till the day that we get to see our lord face to face and then brother we'll have all eternity to learn and grow in the lord so uh this is just the beginning
0: Amen. And Nathan, in case someone is new to our program and they're not sure how to get a hold of our resources, might you be able to share with them how they can tap into those?
1: Yeah. Check our ministry out, Lamb Line Ministries, at our website, ChristinProphecy.org. There's a wealth of information there to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Of course, all these podcasts are listed there on Christ in Prophecy under um, podcasts. You could also find it on Google Play, uh, Apple podcasts uh boy what else we got we got uh, shot uh i was about to say whoops <laughs> spotify uh, pray.com uh, the rss feed and rss feed feeds pray.com so if you go to our channel even though we're not on pray radio anymore we're our feed is still on our our um our part or i don't know what you want to call it our section of pray.com so if you're tuned in with us through pray.com welcome and Uh, We're hoping as 2024 comes up that we're going to start offering "The Truth Will Set You Free" on a lot more platforms. So uh, stay tuned.
0: That is fantastic. Thank you, Nate, for sharing that. So again, for those of you that are part of the program, just a lot of of amazing ways that you can grab hold of of the teachings uh, here throughout the years. But Nathan, we we have been so excited because you and I, uh, as you said, we started this journey in the Book of Ezekiel, and in comparison to the amount of chapters we're kind of getting towards the end. We are seeing some uh, light at the end of the tunnel. But not only that, but we we dove into an area that many people in Bible prophecy, especially Christians, they don't really know much about. And and it has to do uh, with the Millennium Temple. And you and I began uh, in our last episode to talk about the, the, the construction of the temple, the size of the temple. And we even switched our Bible version to the Living Bible, to give people a little better understanding of the dimension and sizes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're talking about cubits and reeds and all that, it's nice to have a, a modern translation that helps uh, give us it in feet and yard. Yeah, the uh, book of Ezekiel is fascinating because you would think that the first 35 chapters were, were God's message to the Jewish people about, hey, you've rebelled against me, you've become horrifically evil, you're going into exile. And Ezekiel came out of exile to bring the message to Jerusalem before, as it was being besieged. Then we get uh, a look into the present with chapter 36 and 37, uh, the dry bones come to life. It's about the rebirth of the nation of Israel. And that happened in May 1948. And then we got into chapters 38 and 39, which is about a great invasion by Russia and the Islamic nations coming against Israel and, and, and Jesus uh, go, should say the father, but it's going to be Jesus uh, coming down and and defending and and rescuing Israel. And uh, then we're now into chapters 40 through 48, where we know from the book of Revelation and other prophetic books that when Jesus returns, he's going to defeat the world governments and human governments will end. And then he will set up his kingdom in Jerusalem and he will build his temple. And that's exactly what he's doing. In chapters 40 through 42, we've got Jesus building the Millennial temple and it's exciting not the third temple that will be desecrated during the tribulation, but his glorious temple which will last for a thousand years.
0: And Nathan, and that's why we wanted to clarify what temple we are talking about, because in the Bible there are various temples, but here, of course, it's going to be the Millennium Temple, and it starts to talk about the building of it, the different compartments, the size of it. Will you be able, uh, Nathan, to continue to uh, uh, um, open up for us that? I know you did a great um, paper uh, having to do with the Millennium, and uh, I think— think that it's just fantastic that the Lord led you in that direction.
1: Well, I just, I love the whole idea of the millennial kingdom. I mean, Jesus ruling and reigning on this earth. I mean, it's exciting. And so, yeah, uh, you know, both Vic and I have our doctorate degrees and my dissertation was on the millennial temple. And uh, so that's what I wrote. Not Well, I should say the Davidic kingdom, but that also includes the, the millennial temple as well. You know, there's a lot of passages in the Bible that prophesy the millennial temple. I mean, we go to Zechariah 6, 12 through 13. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, another name for the Messiah, from his place he shall branch out and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord and he shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. So not only will Jesus return as the king of the earth but he's also going to be a priest, the intercessor, a mediator mediator between God and man. Isaiah 45 says, Then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above our assemblies a cloud of smoke by day and a shining of a flaming fire by night, for over the glory there will be a covering. So we know that this millennial temple, the Shekinah glory of God, the, the, the Holy Spirit that guided the Jewish people during the Exodus, Will be there visibly. We'll see the Holy Spirit over this millennial temple. And then we read in Isaiah 4:56-7, "Even then I will bring to my mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations." So we're going to have a house of prayer that the nations will go to, because Jesus will be right there physically, where you could talk to Him and fellowship with Him and worship Him and And praise him, and and he's going to teach you and show you his love and care, and, and, you know, finally that, that veil that separates God from man will be lifted, and we'll see the Son, we'll see the Holy Spirit, and then at the end of the millennial kingdom, we'll see the Father.
0: Nathan, that is so amazing. That's why I get so excited about the millennium. And it's sad to me that not enough people take the time to really dive deeper into it. The book of Isaiah, the book of Ezekiel, the book of Revelation. But there's so much scattered through the Old Testament that paints such a wonderful picture of what that time will be like. And we are going to be very active as believers, ruling and reigning with Christ during that time. So we're not just going to be sitting around doing nothing, but we're going to be quite busy doing the Lord's business in the time of the millennium, right, Nathan?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, we, the saints, uh, are promised to inherit God's kingdom. I mean, that's that's one of the promises the Lord made to the church, that the saints will reign. <clears throat> and that also includes the Old Testament saints and the tribulation saints. Daniel seven eighteen says, but the saints, the most high shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. So beyond the millennial kingdom, which millennium means thousand into the eternal state, the eternal kingdom, Daniel 7:27 says, then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the most high. Well, again, that's us. If you know Jesus as your savior, you are one of those saints and you will get to rule and reign as administrators and teachers and, and, uh, uh, kings and mayors, and you name it. Uh, we are said to rule and reign during this kingdom over those who will be survive the tribulation and have accepted Christ, and they will go into the uh, millennial kingdom and their earthly bodies will have children. The world population will explode again because it's a time of peace and righteousness and justice, uh, abundance of food and no war. And so the po- human population will probably burgeon to 20 billion in no time. And uh, so all us saints will be very busy serving the Lord and taking care of those people uh, born during the millennial kingdom.
0: Super, super exciting, Nathan. And and that's why you and I, as we were looking at this uh, amazing temple also that's going to be there, uh, we started to talk a little bit more in details about its size. And we looked at chapter 40, 41 and 42. Chapter 41 verse one speaks about how Ezekiel is taken on this journey And he is being shown all the way that this uh, uh, temple is being put together, the size, the the different compartments. Chapter 41, verse 1 says, then he brought me into the sanctuary, and I measured the doorpost six cubits wide on one side and six cubits wide on the other side and the width of the tabernacle. Then chapter 42, verse uh, 1 says, then he brought me out into the outer court now by the way towards the north, and he brought me into the chambers, which was opposite of of the separating courtyard, which was opposite of the building towards the north. So he's like being taken on this journey, putting together this model for us to have a pic- a better picture of what it's going to look like.
1: Yes, yes. And we got to remember that the whole world the geology or topography, if you want to say, is, is going to change. During the tribulation, there was four major earthquakes, two of them that are so horrific, the Bible says the mountains will collapse, the islands will move, Uh, It's very much believed that during the Millennial Kingdom, what the maps that we have today, the earth won't look the same. The great oceans will be gone. It will be more like rivers and lakes all over the place. You could read in Zechariah 1410, it says, All the land will be changed into a plain from Geba to Rimmon, south of Jerusalem. But Jerusalem will rise and remain on the site from Benjamin's Gate, as far as as the place of the first gate to the corner gate from the tower of Hananel to the king's wine presses. Uh, So what it's saying here is that the the land of Israel is going to look very different. A lot of the mountain areas will be flattened, but Jerusalem will be lifted up high. It could be that, you know, as Everest and the other mountains tumbled during the tribulation, that Jerusalem might be becoming the the highest mountain on the world. And we even read, uh, we'll read later in Ezekiel, how there's rivers that surround Jerusalem. So Uh, the world is going to look very, very different. And uh, it needs to because for Jerusalem to hold this millennial temple we're reading about is that Jerusalem has to have a much larger plateau because the landmass they have now is just not big enough to hold the millennial temple.
0: Nathan, and that is amazing when, uh, when you really think about it. It's really awesome because, like I said, when, when when we get only, a, we only get a small glimpse a lot of times or small details uh, when we're reading through the, um, when we're reading through certain parts like the book of Revelation. But I was looking at Isaiah chapters 34, Nathan, and uh, also the details that are found in Isaiah talking about when people travel there, how the topography is going to be changed and how God is going to be directly involved with the people and thinking also that we're going to be learning from Jesus himself as we're going to be taught by him. So there's so many things that we don't understand now that will be clarified for us during that time. And you and I admit it, as we're making our way through this, uh, we don't know everything. Uh, uh, The Lord is revealing to us as we look at Scripture more about the millennium, but there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered.
1: Yeah, uh, and— you know, you read again a lot of reeds and rods and cubits. And, and let me read you all a uh, quote. Dr. John Whitcomb describes the size of the millennial temple. He says, The area of the temple courts, which is 500 by 500 reeds or about one square mile, would be larger than the entire ancient walled city of Jerusalem. So that's just the temple courts. The holy portion for the priests and Levites, well, that's 20 to 25,000 reeds. Which in pres- uh, would be about 40 to 50 miles. That would cover six times the size of Greater London today and could not possibly be placed within even present day Palestine or Israel at the time. That is between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. To say nothing, that the portion for the prince on either side of this area, so the millennial Jerusalem would be about, get this, 40 miles in circumference, <laughs> circumference of thus. 10 times the circumference of the ancient city furthermore it would be somewhat north of the present site of the city and the temple area would be about 10 miles north of that on the way to samaria so we see here that the the temple area 40 miles square i mean that's that's <laughs> that's bigger than jerusalem it's is massive it it couldn't possibly fit on the site of present-day jerusalem so we know that the topography of that area will be greatly changed in that time period.
0: Nathan, and that's that's the wonderful thing, that the world that we see today with all the problems and the uh, uh, the the people fighting for square footage of land, especially here in the Miami area, <laughs> yeah. that, that's not going to exist, Nathan. We're going to be able to have a, a, a breath of fresh air, if you will, in the time of the millennium. So I'm so glad that you share those dimensions because it's going to be an amazing place for people to dwell in. And Nathan, you also talked about also the different uh, uh, things that will be taking place. The priesthood, chapter 42, verses 13 and 14, the Bible also reads, as Ezekiel is being shown, uh, the temple, That's going to be a place for ministry. Then he said to me, the north chamber and the south chambers, which are opposite the separate in the courtyard are holy chambers where the priests who approach the Lord shall eat the most holy offerings. There they shall lay the most holy offerings, the grain offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering for the places holy. Verse 14. When the priests enter them, they shall not go out of the holy chambers into the outer court, but they shall they shall live their garments which they minister. For they are holy, they shall put on the garments, then they may approach that which is for the people. So Nathan, just like you mentioned, there's going, still going to be a lot of wonderful activity happening during the millennium.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a time of, of great peace and great joy. Uh, we read about Jerusalem will become the capital city of the world. Zechariah one sixteen says, therefore, thus says the Lord, I am returning to Jerusalem with mercy. My house shall be built. And it says the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 83, 8, thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts and the holy mountain. And how it describes Jerusalem that time. You know, brother, you and I have been to Jerusalem. It's it's so pagan. It's filled with Catholic, uh, Roman, and Orthodox Catholic, uh, deities. And you've got Islam and, and secular humanism and all. But Zechariah 14, 22, says, and that day holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. The pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. And Isaiah 4.3 says, And it shall come to pass that he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy. Everyone who is recorded among the living in Jerusalem. So it won't be a secular city anymore. Jerusalem, does the millennial Jerusalem, will be a place where... Even the, the bells and the pots and all will be consecrated to the Lord. The people there will be holy. And the Jewish people say during the tribulation and live on into the millennial kingdom, they will become a priestly people who will serve the Lord in Jerusalem and bring the Gentile nations up to see Jesus.
0: Nathan, I love that. You know, one of the things that, that stood out to me is the, the word Holy. And uh, even even in, in now, we, the Christians, the believers, we're called to be separate. We're called to be holy as unto the Lord. Not much changes for our lifestyles, the way that we should live, the way that we should present ourselves. And I just love the word holy because all throughout the Bible, God is setting apart those who are holy uh, for his special work. And if you are a believer... Uh, right now, if you're a Christian, if you're part of this program, know that you have been set apart for something special and something wonderful. For those of you that just tuned into the program, you tuned into our two to set your free Bible prophecy edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. As we're looking at the book of Ezekiel, talking about this amazing millennial temple. So Nathan, again, as we consider holiness, that's always been the heart of God that the world needs to. Uh, uh, look at this and take this seriously. Unfortunately, today, Nathan, there's such an unholiness going on in our country, in our world, that it's just sad, the state, even of our country called America.
1: Yeah, it, uh, Fetterman, uh, Senator Fetterman from Pennsylvania, you know, the guy that's brain dead, wears a hoodie, his wife said something that just really struck me. She said that this was the only three things that were important to her party's platform. Porn, pot, and Planned Parenthood. The four P's mm-hmm. of her party. And when she said that, it's like a light bulb went off. That's That makes so much sense because isn't that what the world fights for? That seems to be the only thing the world cares about. As long as they get their pot, their porn, and access to Planned Parenthood, they don't seem to care about it. The world could burn and that's all that matters. And How sad, you know, I mean, we're sitting here talking about the millennial kingdom. We're talking about a time of great joy and peace of abundant food. No more starvation, no poverty, uh, no homelessness, uh, holiness. uh, And and, uh, just to see our king face to face, uh, Satan and his demons will be be cast away. uh, Satan in the bottomless pit, so they're not tempting the world. The Gentile nations will no longer rule. There'll be peace between humanity and between the animal kingdom. I mean, it's almost a utopia, and it's just, I just, here, let me, uh, there's one other verse I want to pull up that I think best explains, let let, let me read uh, Jeremiah 31, 13. This is a description of the millennial kingdom. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, and the young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning to joy, will comfort them, and make them rejoice rather than sorrow. And uh, it's a, just a time of peace. Isaiah 2, 4 says, They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither the other shall, they shall not learn war anymore. There's no more armies at all. And this is my favorite verse here. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Brother, I don't know about you, but this world's terrifying. There's wars all over the place. You know, here in Texas, especially, we walk around armed, expecting to be shot. Uh, you know, There's crime and corruption everywhere, but not in the kingdom of Christ. When that comes, we'll sit under our vine and be at peace and not be afraid that anything will attack us. Brother, I can't
0: wait. Oh, Nathan, and that's and that's what's amazing, and it even gets better because after Ezekiel is told to measure the temple uh, in chapter 42, verse 15, then we get into chapter 43, and the first few verses are just amazing because we notice it says, now, when he had finished measuring the inner temple, he brought me out through the gateway. The faces towards the east and measured it all around. So talking about the gate when then we get to chapter 43, verses one to three, it says after he brought me to the gate, the gate, the faces towards the east and behold, the glory of God of Israel came through the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. It was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when I came to destroy the city. The vision were like the vision which I saw by the river Kibar. I fell on my face. And Nathan, not only that, but we're going to see the glory of the Lord. Yeah, verse 4,
1: and the glory of the Lord came into the temple by way of the gate which faces the east. And the spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court and behold the glory of the lord filled the temple so jesus christ is going to return in all his glory he's going to have the white hair and the blazing eyes and through the words of his mouth he will melt the enemies in front of him he will rescue his people he will have the sheep goat judgment so that only those who have accepted him as savior who are been purified will go into the millennial kingdom It'll be a time of peace. Jesus himself will build this 40 by 40 mile temple. And uh, we'll get to see him in all his glory and all his love. And you know what is, is crazy, as amazing as this is? When you get to Revelation chapter 20 and 22, and you read about how this this is called the millennial kingdom again because it will only lasts a thousand years. But Jesus promised a kingdom that will last forever because it will go into the eternal state. It's amazing is this massive, massive temple is with Jesus in his glory. We read about how the eternal temple, the new Jerusalem that will come down to earth, won't be 40 by 40. It'll be 1500 by 1500. It will stretch from Canada to Mexico and from the Atlantic to Colorado. The earth would have to be a lot bigger this new earth that will come in the future. And the glory of the Father himself will shine through the city so that we don't even need the sun. So even with all the glory of this millennial temple, and it will be truly glorious. The eternal temple is incredibly even more glorious. And there we will see the Father face to face forever and ever. Uh, There is a glorious future awaiting us, isn't there, Vic?
0: Oh, Nathan, you just, I love what you just said. Because in other words, to make a long story short, there is room for everyone in the house of the Lord. (laughs) Right, Nathan? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, what you just told me, Nathan, why are we fighting here on this earth for square footage of pieces of property? When with a relationship with God, he can give us so much more, right? <laughs>
1: you yeah, taxes, too. You know, there won't be taxes in the future. We'll get rid of those. You know, they see death and taxes. Well, there'll be some death during the millennial kingdom. But in the eternal state, no more death, no more taxes. It's interesting that there's, you know, when Jesus has victory over the millennial kingdom, After the great white throne judgment, uh, death and Hades will be thrown in the lake of fire. So even Jesus will defeat death. All his enemies will be defeated. Man, you know, the millennial temple, as we read about this, is exciting because it's so glorious. I can't wait for it. But it's a pale shadow, even then, of the eternal temple, which comes later. So, uh, you know, folks want to read about that or or go to previous Truth Will Set You Free series where Vic and I went through the book of Revelation. Uh, I think you'll be your mind will go or get our book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. We talk about the millennial kingdom in that book. And I think your mind will be blown about the glorious future that the Lord has for those who love him.
0: Praise the Lord. Nathan. And again, as we were saying, there's room in the father's house for you. John 14, Jesus told us clearly, verse three, that he goes to prepare a place for you. And I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. Listen, the most important thing is that you have a relationship with the Lord. All of what Nathan and I have been talking about is what God is offering for you, a free. All you have to do is trust his word, believe in him, have a relationship with him, and all these blessings can be at your disposal. And if you have not given your heart to Jesus, We want to give you an opportunity to do that even right now, to receive all the inheritance that God has promised you through his son, Jesus Christ. Nathan, I know we only have about a minute left to the program, but maybe someone doesn't have a relationship with the Lord and they, they want to grab hold of these things that we have talked about. How can they start that relationship even right now?
1: Well, it's time to admit you are a sinner. You are in rebellion against God. Uh, since the, the moment you were conceived, the sin nature in you has caused you to do evil things, and uh, you can't be with the Father forever. Uh, purity does not cohabitate with impurity. So the Lord sent his own Son, Jesus Christ, to be the perfect sacrifice. Uh, to uh, the God's wrath is on us because of our sins. So when Jesus died on the cross and beat death by resurrecting himself, then the wrath of God was put on Jesus and it was satisfied. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the wrath that God has for you and the punishment that is on you to go to hell was placed on Jesus. And you are then purified before the Father. And it's just a matter of of repenting and prayer from your heart. Pray, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I have rebelled against you. Please forgive me. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt, Will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him and you will share in all the glory of the millennial kingdom and the eternal state
0: that is fantastic news thank you so much nathan for sharing that and maybe you have grabbed hold of that promise maybe you pray that simple prayer wherever you are maybe you're in your car right now listening to this or at home uh or or sitting out on the porch and you have accepted Christ, let us know. We want to rejoice with you. The Bible says that whoever repents and turns to the Lord is a celebration in heaven. Nathan, and I would love to celebrate with you. Get a hold of us, 305-992-9537. Check us out here at ChristinProphecy.com. Let us know that you accepted the Lord. We'd love to send you a Bible and a study guide so that you may grow in your relationship with the Lord. The Lord is coming back soon, and we want to be ready. We want to congratulate you on your relationship with that. So, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing with that person on the other side the wonderful good news of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen, brother. And again, uh, I know this is going to air after Thanksgiving, but Vic and I, again, want just to say thank you so much for tuning in
0: to The Truth Will Set You free. Amen. May the Lord bless you all. God bless you. And thank you. And have a wonderful holiday, Thanksgiving and also Christmas. Vic Batista Nathan Jones say goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful week. Couldn't you, couldn't you. says in John 3:16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life